there's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in on today. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are coming back again, then I hope that you know that you're in store for a great conversation. Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about lead generation. And I, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like this is a point that often, you know, I see a lot of consultants, especially consultants in the early stages of their business struggling with. It's because there is a desire to attract more clients, of course, because we want to make more sales. We want to generate more revenue. And really, let's be honest, get our business off the ground. But that can be easier said than done, especially when you can't seem to generate a lot of leads. And I think that Oftentimes we believe the easiest way to solve our problem for gaining business and generating revenue is to find a way to get more leads through the door. It makes sense because leads should equal more leads should equal more sales. But I want to talk about a few reasons why this is not necessarily true. And it is not the case that Just because you generate more leads that it will guarantee you more sales, especially in consulting. There are some things that I feel like oftentimes many of us don't consider. And because we're not thinking about these things and we're not taking into them, taking them into account and making adjustments, then it's leaving us really disappointed when we've done all of this work to get leads through the door, but then they're not converting in the end. So this conversation is for you. If you are really trying to build your business and you have been focusing heavily on leads in whatever platform that you're on um, or in whatever medium that you are marketing through, and it doesn't seem to be paying off. (laughs) So we're going to talk about some reasons why that may be the case. Now, I know that this can be really frustrating because we often see a number of businesses, at least from the outside looking in, that appear to be gaining clients at rapid pace. They seem to know something that we just don't, and they're able to attract so many clients to their front door. And oftentimes we know that we have either a comparable offer or maybe an offer that's 
that's much better than what's out there. But we can't seem to get the right leads or the right prospects uh, to really listen to our message and consider us as a consultant that could help them either in their business or in their personal lives if you're working in the business-to-consumer space. You know, I I think this is why we oftentimes jump from strategy to strategy because there is a desire to figure this piece of the puzzle out. And when we do this, we are not focusing in on some of the things that really matters. Like, you know, I, you know, I want think about myself and I think about, you know, when I first started in healthcare consulting, we spent a lot of time referring, uh, relying on referrals. And that was mainly the way that we gained business in our practice, largely because it was rather new, it was innovative. And so we were able to gain a lot of traction that way. Um, and it made a lot of sense. Sometimes when you're the first to, <laughs> first to market or one of the first to market, it's more easy or easier for you to gain those leads and to gain that interest than it is for you when you've been practicing for a while or at least when your customers have become more aware of what's out there and they're looking for more opportunities because now they have more choices. So in the, in the beginning, we started by primarily relying on referrals. Um, but over time, those referrals were not generating the type of clients that we wanted to work with. Um, and so we knew that we had to do something different. We had to do something different in order to generate more leads. And so we pondered for a while about what would be the best approach. It is, is it to market? Is it to really gain this social media presence where we're spending more time on Twitter and other platforms, um, trying to really get our name out there uh, in that in the space? Or did we want to do something that's a little bit more intimate, like creating, you know, these special opportunities to connect and really engage in a more intimate level with some, you know, prospects that may be interested based upon some of the other marketing efforts that we had in place. And so long story short, we decided to go with the the small intimate engagement because that was definitely for us more beneficial and led to be uh, more profitable in the end. But whatever method that you want to use in order to convert those leads into sales, the one key thing is that you have to start off with generating aligned leads. And so I, I want this to be the, the really first thing that I talk about because when we do not have good messaging, when our messaging is off, then we're often not generating aligned leads. And people underestimate the importance of messaging. So messaging really is an essential part of your lead generation strategy. It is going to help you draw in the people that are going to be interested in the services that you offer. And so it all depends on your content, be it email or social media or speaking or some other method. It needs to be able to communicate directly with your ideal client in the way that you desire. So you're communicating key information to them that's going to draw them in. Now, no matter if you are a B2C consultant or B2B, your messaging is still going to be key. It doesn't change the fact that this is an essential part of the process. This is how you start to build the connections that you want to make and really generate more awareness about the solution that you offer. It's going to help you ensure that that really you're attracting the clients that you're meant to serve that are best served by you and best served by your offer. It helps you overcome those objections that you may face later on in the sales process. And most 
most importantly, it's going to help you share your personality, your perspective with those so that you can you can begin to create a spark in their minds as to what resonates with them and who they want to work with, who they trust to do the job. These are all things that are built into our messaging. And so when we're communicating and we are not clear about what we offer or who we want to work with or what we believe, then it's going to be very difficult for us to draw in prospects that are going to be in alignment with our business. And you know, so I don't want to just share the things that are wrong. I want to let you know that there are ways that you can actually fix this. And one of the ways that you can really begin to improve your messaging and draw in more line leads is to share more of your core values and more of your core beliefs. I often hear people talk about these nightmare clients, right? These clients that they have that um, are difficult to work with, or maybe they're not uh, ready to commit to what it takes in order to get to the outcome that you, you're leading them to or that they say that they desire. And oftentimes when that happens, I always tell people that, you know, as much as it is a problem with the client it actually may be even more so a problem with your messaging. And it's really easy to blame it on the client, but oftentimes we need to take a second look and really hone into what we're actually saying, what we're actually communicating, because there's typically either one or two things happening. Either there is the fact that your messaging is unclear, meaning that they didn't quite understand what you were trying to communicate and what you offer, or your messaging is too general, meaning that they had no way to exclude themselves so that they, they did not pursue your business or a collaboration with you. And so when that happens, I, you know, I always tell people that it's a good idea to go back and to actually look at what you're saying and how you're presenting your message. A lot of what helps us to be attracted to people is what they believe in, right? Whether it is a you know, a stance that you take with regards to the environment, or if it is a belief you hold in terms of uh, empowerment of a certain, uh, a certain group or population, those are all things that people can resonate with. And when they resonate with those things, when they resonate with your core values or your core beliefs, they will be attracted to you. This is very, very important in business because maybe what they are going to be attracted to is the, the way you do business differently. What is it about your your belief as to how business should occur in your industry that you want to share with others that you actually hold to be hold dear and true to all that you do and all the work that you put out. That's what someone may be looking for and that it will help you create messaging that really draws in clients that are highly aligned with the services that you offer. You know, think about it. How many times have you been invited to a webinar, uh, definitely in the, in the corporate space, and you're thinking that it's going to be a webinar about one particular topic to help you at a employee level, and maybe this webinar was meant for someone who is actually uh, capable of purchasing a larger software product for, you know, for your organization. Now, while you want to always get buy-in from different groups, really that particular webinar was not meant for you. And so if there is marketing to just draw in the masses, to just draw in people, but not really target who you actually need and want to work with, 
my guess is that that webinar probably didn't convert very well. And one of the reasons that it didn't convert very well is not because the information wasn't good. It's not because you didn't have people show up. It's because you had people that were not your people that actually showed up. They weren't the right people. It wasn't the right audience. And oftentimes what happens when it's not the right audience is at the end of the day, they're not going to buy. They're not going to move forward with the contract. So it is extremely important for you to focus in on making sure that you're generating aligned leads. So I want you to take time and think about your messaging. How often have you been attracting clients that are not aligned for your offer or for the services that you provide? If that is becoming more frequent, or if that's something that you commonly see, then you want to step back. Don't assume that that is just a problem with with clients, like they're not up to speed or they don't know what they want. Think about what you may be saying and presenting that could be drawing them in. Oftentimes there is work that you can do to begin to hone in your messaging a bit so that you're able to niche down and draw in the clients that you really are meant to serve. So one of the things that I, you know, know that can cause this, you know, discrepancy between lead generation and actually resulting in more sales or business is the fact that if our messaging is not honed in, if our messaging is off, then we're not going to be generating aligned leads that leads to the end sale. Now, the second thing that I want you to consider is the fact that similar to the messaging is that you may be skipping the pre-qualification process. And this is important because part of generating aligned leads is being able to provide a way for your potential clients to pre-qualify themselves, to begin to figure out whether or not they are a good fit for your offer. And when we get in a rush trying to reach a lot of financial targets, then we miss the mark when it comes to the pre-qualification process. And so it's going to be important for us to begin to clarify what it is that we're looking for when it comes to an ideal client or an ideal lead. What What are the criteria? criteria that they need to meet? What are the things that they need to have in place in order for them to be able to work with you and for them to be able to get the outcome that you're promising? Now, when you go through a pre-qualification process, I think the thing that scares people is that you're going to end up with a smaller pool of leads. You, You definitely are because remember, you're screening people out. But the thing is, you're screening out the clients or the prospects that normally or would not buy from you. And if they do buy, they're not going to be a good fit. So you're meant to screen them out. You're meant to weed out these individuals because what you're actually looking for are those who are act- who meet all of the criteria for, for the client that is going to be able to achieve a successful outcome from your work. And so we have to get over this fear of losing leads and focus more so on the quality of leads that we're generating. And that quality is going to be determined by how aligned they are and whether or not we have pre-qualified them through this process, especially through your process of marketing. Now, we want to make sure that in this pre-qualification process that we're doing a few things. We want to communicate the criteria for being the ideal client that typically is able to achieve the desired result. Because you can have a lot of people go in and or come in and want to achieve an outcome, 
But if they do not have all the pieces of the puzzle to be able to make that work, then really that outcome is not truly realistic for them. They are wishing or hoping for something that they're not ready for. So we have to make sure that we're communicating everything that needs to be in place, almost like a checklist, so that they know that in order for them to get the outcome that you're promising, that they're going to have to meet this criteria in order to make that work. That needs to be a key part of your messaging and pre-qualification process long before you begin to enter into any type of sales conversation. Now you can do this through something like a questionnaire. It can also be done through your marketing in terms of the messaging that you're creating, whether it's on social media or in your blogs or in your podcast. Those are all ways that you can begin to communicate what you require for those who work with you. It can also, you know, be done even on a a sales call. So let's say if you get on a call, you do have uh, the ability to generate more leads and you leave that early process open to to more candidates than uh, than you would desire or that would be aligned with your offer, you still want to have some step along the way that begins to filter those people that are not a good fit out. And so, like I said, this may be a questionnaire that you place before the sales call. Worst case scenario is something that you can ask and have them answer during the sales call. But either way, Uh, You want to make sure that before you get to the table to discuss your offer and and proposal that you are really thinking about whether or not they are a good fit. And so in the B2B space, this may look like a client that does not have the proper technology and systems in place in order to implement the strategies that you are going to be recommending. If they do not have that in place, they're not aligned. They're not pre-qualified for your service. In the business to consumer space, if they have not done some of the early pre-work then they are not aligned. They are not, they are not qualified for your offer. At each point in time, you have to be able to communicate that. That's one of the reasons why I know when I work with clients, I always have them really focus in on their framework and build their content from their frameworks because their framework is really their guide and their roadmap for generating the, the outcome that they're promising. And so if they continue to communicate what's necessary in order to gain success, from that framework, then they're going to make the the right statements and send the right messages and make the right decisions as to what they include in order to attract the clients that they want to serve. So those are all ways that we can begin to make sure that this pre-qualification process exists. But the key is that we want to definitely do it because we want the prospects and the, the leads that we are generating to actually be a good fit for our offer. Because if they're not, then we don't lead to sales and therefore we have once again that disconnect. Now, last but not least, the last thing that I want to share with you when it comes to uh, really focusing in on ensuring that the leads that you're generating will it, you will increase the likelihood that they lead to sales is the fact that oftentimes we offer a lot more than our ideal client needs or even wants. I see this a lot in the business to business or B2B space. What will often happen is that consultants will pull together a massive proposal. They will build in 
just all types of services, so much into what they are promising to do for the client. And they believe that by adding on more services, by adding the complexity, that that is actually going to increase the value of the offer that they're making. But the thing is that many times clients, especially in the B2B space, may have some pieces of the puzzle already. They may already have some services or have someone hired that is able to work in in that capacity that will really address many of the services that you're offering. And when you don't have a full understanding of their processes, their business structure, then you can begin to generate proposals and, you know, making offers that really are above and beyond what they need. And while you're thinking that that is a way of you offering more value, they see it as waste. They see it as excess. And because of that, they're going to search for another consultant, another firm that is going to be able to really streamline the process for them, which sounds simpler which is what they want because they want to get to the outcome swiftly, then that person who is offering less in a less complex way is going to be perceived to hold more value. And that is the service that they're going to go with. And so you have to really break this mindset of more, you know, more complexity, more services equals more value. Those (laughs) that's not always the case. And so we want to understand that that value really comes from being able to swiftly, successfully, easily, repetitively achieve the goal. That's where a lot of your value comes from. So one of the things that you want to begin to do is focus in on what it really takes to deliver the promise that you are offering, what it takes to deliver the outcome of the result that you are promising. When you do that, you'll be able to really condense a lot of what you have proposed to a very simplistic presentation that will resonate more heavily or, you know, in a, in a better way with the clients that you desire to, to land. So, you know, when we think about this whole lead generation to sales piece, whether or not you are offering something that the the client needs and wants is going to be key in you being able to, to cross those prospects, those leads over into sales. And so this is often a huge mistake in that, you know, this is kind of on the back end, whereas the others were more so on the front end of this, this whole, you know, process. But on the, on the other side, on the back end, we have to think about when we're bringing in all these leads, when we're getting them through the door, are we providing the service that they actually want? Are we providing the service that they're looking for? Or are we adding in extra things that we find to be valuable, but they see as a waste? Um, So those are always considerations that you need to have. But I just want to stress that Oftentimes when we're going through the the frustration of trying to build our business and we're trying to get things off the ground and we're trying to get, you know, our, our reach our financial goals and get things up and running. Many times the solution is not just generating more leads. 
often the solution lies in not just generating more leads, but generating more aligned leads who are pre-qualified for a service that we've designed to truly meet their need and the promise that we have made. Uh, so <laughs> I hope this conversation, you know, helped a little bit to kind of help you think about ways that you can begin to get more sales without having to feel this stress of, of trying to generate an enormous number of leads. You really do not need as many leads as you think that you do, not when you improve your messaging, not when you're able to, to really do all of these things in terms of pre-qualification and making sure that your offer is right. When you have those things in place, you can actually get away with having fewer leads and actually those fewer leads may generate you more sales. All right. <laughs> I hope this helped. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to, you know, take a screenshot, share this on your social media profile, tag me because I want to um, definitely celebrate with you. Spread the word to others with regards to this podcast. Let them know that, you know, if you are a woman and definitely a woman of color trying to build your consulting business, this is where you need to be because we are going to continue to talk about ways that you can do that and do that successfully. And until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit ExcelAtConsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.